Hello, friends and followers. This is Northwoods Witch. Welcome to my May podcast. You know, sometimes this podcast is magic in the making, and today is one of those days. So I'm going to share with you a thing that actually happened to me today uh, as I was getting ready to come inside and, and do this recording. This thing actually happened, and it completely changed what I'm talking to you about today, and it um, has changed how I'm sharing this thing I've been thinking about uh, with you all. So, are you ready for a story? Let me tell you a story. I was walking on the beach this morning and ruminating again on a place-based land ritual like Beltane here on the shore of Lake Superior in Duluth, Minnesota. Because I've been thinking about it all week, I've been doing research for my newsletter, I've been all things Beltane, and plus, it just happened. We had the Beltane. And I, I went to the opening night of Homegrown last night, and, and those two things have been, in my mind, intertwined in many ways for several years. But I'd been thinking about it again, because I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking about the place-based land ritual that we could have here and daydreaming about what that might look like. And I'd just been thinking about ways of getting everyone in the community to show up and thinking about how cool it would be if, if everyone came. And one of the ways we said was come and, and dance the dances of, of your people, right? And everyone came and danced the dances of their people. And I had this fun image of me like, kind of shyly and sheepishly approaching the Duluth Italian community, um, whom I don't really know at all, but I, I am a lost child of the Italian diaspora myself. And so when I think of, you know, dances of my people, I had this little daydream about finding the Italian community and being like, all right, so what are our dances, everybody? Like, what do we do? Um, and then I thought about it more deeply. And I remembered the words a fellow activist shared um, in a conversation with an indigenous person. And she was asked, do you know the dances of your people? And, and I thought I was just sort of walking on the beach and musing about these things. But I turned around because it was time to turn home. I turned around on that thought of this, do you know the dances of your people? And as I turned around to head home, a fully mature bald eagle swooped down and landed on the beach like a hundred feet in front of me. And at first I just looked at it and was like, holy crap. And then just suddenly feelings engulfed me and I just started sobbing. I started weeping. It was so intense. It felt like, <laughs> it felt like a, just a ridiculously sudden affirmation of this thought I barely had, and I I wept for that, for that intensity. And I also wept because I I don't know the dances of my people. Right? I I don't know the Italian ones, and I don't know the ones that I lost a long time ago. My people lost a long time ago. Um so I am standing on the beach, staring at this eagle, sitting on the beach. And just crying and having these intense feelings of loss and awe 
really about this concept of the dances of my people and what significance that has to this ritual I have been thinking about. And I looked at the eagle and all of the things it seemed to represent in that moment. And I told it, I don't know the dances of my people. And I cried some more. And then I said, but we could make new ones. Would that work? And while the eagle didn't exactly say yes, it also didn't say no, you know? And around then, uh, I started smiling again, finally. And I started thinking about what I should do with this experience. And my thoughts turned to this podcast where I had been preparing something completely different. Um, and then in that moment, I realized that my focus had changed. And so I was in this place of like having moved out of this intense feelings, totally immersed crying experience about, you know, ancestry and uh, indigenous spirituality in Europe and indigenous spirituality in the USA on Turtle Island and how we merge those things into a way of being in the world where we are all land-based people and we honor both the ancestry that we bring with us, but also the place that we are in now. And all of those thoughts and feelings, you know, had swirled into this just maelstrom of loss and hope and affirmation with this bird that was sitting on the beach in front of me. And I came to a place where suddenly I was realizing that now I was standing on the beach, having just been crying for several minutes and there was a bird in front of me and I, I didn't want to walk, you know, I didn't want to make the bird move. I, I, I wasn't sure what to do really. I just kind of sort of came into this moment of realization that, oh, I'm done with that thing. That thing has happened to me now. Um, and I hadn't even quite gotten to like hoping that the eagle would move on and it just, you know, it hopped into the air and flew and I was like, okay, well, great. And then I watched it and the eagle, the eagle flew to my house and landed in my tree. And I was just like, okay, the clarity is here and very real. Uh, yeah. So what that experience this morning, that experience that I had this morning, what that experience this morning says to me is that I need to talk to you all about this Beltane land-based fire welcoming summer ritual that's just been swirling around in my heart and my head all week very intensely. But for the past several years, really every time this time of year shows up, I, I have this sense that there's more available to do with the pieces that are here and the pieces that are here are already awesome. Let me backtrack. So first I'm going to tell you a little bit about the story of another festival that's happening. And then I want to talk a little bit about the place that I live and all of the reasons why that kind of festival would be freaking fantastic here. Um, and then tie it all together with the reality that we are settler colonial people trying to find our way spiritually, ethically, as humans, um, on this land that we now call home and how do we honor this land and rebuild relationship in our communities and with the land in the right way. And I think this ritual, I think this ritual would do a lot for that. So let me tell you all about it. Beltane used to be one of the great turning points of the year when we celebrated the return of summer. It was a ritual that 
was celebrated all across the ancient pastoral Celtic world in different ways um, in Ireland and Scotland and Wales and England. But all of those places included one significant element, and that element is fire. Those ancient folks would light huge bonfires and dance and leap and drive their cattle around them for ritual purification and the promise of fertility. In Scotland, lighting the Beltane fires was a practice that endured into the modern era. In fact, it only died out in the early 20th century. And recently, there has been a resurgence. And this is the festival that I want to tell you about. In 1988, a small group of people got together and decided to reinvigorate the Beltane Festival and relight the Beltane Fires in Edinburgh, Scotland. Today, that festival is known as the Edinburgh Fire Festival, and it's the biggest modern Beltane festival that exists. It may have started out in 1988 with about five bands and maybe 50 people to watch the procession, the pageant, and the ritual, but these days, it's gotten a whole lot bigger. These days, over 300 musicians, dancers, drummers, and ritualists perform in a parade for audiences between six and 12,000 people. Everyone gathered there for the same reason, to banish winter and welcome summer in a fantastical ritual, both ancient and modern. And so I'm watching this festival. I found some clips and I will share those in my show notes. And I'm getting so excited. And then I went to go check out the website of this group. It's run by the Edinburgh Fire Society. And they have these beautiful ways to describe how they're bringing this festival to life. They write, the important thing to note when thinking about their festival is the joy and the revelry that's fostered in the ritual. It's about casting off the darkness and celebrating the light. It's a time for celebrating fertility, both in the context of our own biological functions and as well our own creative energies and the fertility of our creative community. And they're also super clear that the goal of this festival isn't to recreate ancient Iron Age Celtic ritual, but to exist as a modern expression of a Beltane ritual, one that honors the spirit of the ancestors, but also creates a modern connection to the cycles of nature. And I'm like, we need to do that here. Now, this is the part that's for my Duluth folks. So, and if you're not from Duluth, I'm going to tell you all about us anyway. So Duluth is a place where it's really cold for most of the year. And part of the reason it's home is we live on the shore of Lake Superior, which is the largest freshwater lake in the world. It's like living by the ocean, except it's not salty, it's freshwater. It freezes in the winter, and it provides, for me, both the dominant spiritual and also ecological landscape in this area. It's, it's literally our home. And Duluthians know it. This is a place where... You know, you can see people biking down the beach on their fat tire bikes in the middle of December. People are out in their kayaks on the lake, dodging around the breaking ice 
as it flows back and forth from the shore to the center of the lake. People go surfing on the lake, which, to be honest, only changes about five degrees Fahrenheit every season. It's a really cold lake. You have to wear a dry suit to go to go <laughs> surfing in this lake. And people do. Many people do. But it's also the exuberance that comes out when spring finally starts to arrive is just it's amazing. It's a it's a powerful, tangible thing. I mean, the first nice days of spring, the entire city is out. Everybody is out because everyone is so freaking tired. <laughs> Of being inside all winter long. Um, and even those outside activities, it's just not the same as actual warm weather, right? The lure of summertime. So there's there's literally this movement every year anyway, and it is it is a deep and body-based thing to get outside and be in the sunshine. And right now is when that's happening. And then another thing that happens at this time of year and has for just nearly 30 years now is there's this amazing week long festival of local music. And I am not deeply versed in the lore of how this festival came to be, but it has lore. And there are people who are deeply devoted to it. But for me, what I see happening with this week of, it's called the Homegrown Music Festival. And all of the bars in town, pretty much every musician in in the area, if they want, if they want to, um, finds a way to be a part of this thing. And it's just this explosion of creativity and celebration of skills and gifts and music and creativity and crafting and just all of the things that bring people joy and let them share who they are. Not to mention again, all of the music. Uh, It happens and it happens the first week of May. And like I said, it's not the first time that I've looked at Homegrown and been like, Beltane anybody? Are we feeling that energy? And not to co-opt the festival itself, but just to recognize that like, we already have this piece in place. We already have this outpouring of community love and appreciation for music and joy and coming back out after the winter. And so, you know, I, I feel this energy and this community just vibrancy in this moment. And it's like all we need, all we need here is to make a little bit of intention and a little bit of specific ritual And this is a deeply powerful community, place-based land ritual. Whew! So who's with me? So there's another piece to this unfolding ritual plan idea project. And that is, um, there's, there's a prophecy. There's, there's an Anishinaabe prophecy and in that prophecy, it talks about the arrival of the arrival of white people and the destruction of the land. And then it talks about a choice that we have, a choice we have to, to basically start living the right way, start living um, in relationship with land. And I, I'll put a link, I'll put a link to the prophecy in here. It is a deeply powerful um, message. And and we've read this prophecy and talked about this prophecy in, um, in my social justice circles. And when I look at that and I think about Beltane, this ritual, and I think about the element of fire and I think about 
the way that we shift how we are, like ritual is, is how we shift who we are. Ritual is how we shift who we are. So I, the last piece of this is how to engage um, the indigenous community and ask whether or not this is something that makes sense, that feels right, that is important. And, you know, I always have some hesitancy around those sorts of things because I get very excited and, and I, but I, I want to do these things in the right way. And I would have held off talking to you all about this until I'd had more conversation around, especially that piece. But you heard my story of what happened on the beach this morning. There was, there was an eagle that flew down and landed in front of me and made me cry about my ancestries and the dances of my peoples and the dances of all of our peoples and how we bring them together and celebrate both our ancestry and lineage and the place that we are in now and that we do those things in a way that brings us to the place we want to be, to the people we want to be, and to the citizens of this planet that we want to be. So here we are. I had this vision of Beltane a place-based land ritual that we as a whole community come together and celebrate. We light huge fires, we have a procession, and we have music and a parade and costumes and apparently dancing the dances of our people. Friends, as always, I'm so grateful for you joining me in this time and place and in this moment to dream big together. Let me know what you think. Let me know if this sparks anything inside of you, especially if you're here in town. How do you feel about all of these ideas? And, and maybe let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Until next time, be well, friends. Much love from me to you. <laughs>